Good morning, good morning. Here we are back again. And that itself is a miracle <laughs> with another episode of Zen Wisdom for Your Everyday Life. Here we are. No matter what, we're back. And it's another day. And it's the same day. <clears throat> same day, different day. Year after year, month after month, week after week, the day dawns. Whether it's sunny, whether it's frightening, whether it's happy, whether it's cloudy, whatever it is, the day dawns. <clears throat> and it dawns just as it is. And yet we have all these many, many, many demands of the day, opinions about the day, and plans for the day. And that's all very interesting. So let's just say for Zen wisdom at this moment in time, it's very interesting. <laughs> because in our Zen practice, rather than go with one or the other, rather than get pulled to this, to that, to what I wish, what I hope, what I plan, is it raining, is it sunny, will it go well, will it not go well, all these different thoughts, rather than allow them to pull us here and there and everywhere. In Zen practice, we say, oh, very interesting. And by interesting, not that we're trying to figure it out. We never try to figure anything out in Zen practice because it cannot be figured out. One moment comes, another moment comes. A friend of mine the other day said to me, well, I just wish I could make sense of everything. I could make sense of it all. Hmm, what did he mean by that? Wanted to make sense, wanted to fit the huge panorama of life, the enormous changes of life, wanted to fit it all into his paradigm. He wanted to make sense of it. He wanted to come to terms with it, is what he said. Now, that's a very different very different wish to come to terms with it, to accept it, to live it, to become one with it. Very interesting, different ways of receiving our lives, our experiences, and the incredible changes and sometimes incredible disappointments that come along as well. One of my teachers of many years ago, she's no longer here right now, but wonderful. And of course, she's here in me, alive, and I think of her a lot. But one of the things she said was, real practice doesn't even begin until we're disappointed enough. Now, that always fascinated me. And I really listened to what she meant behind those words. And in a sense, now I understand it much more clearly. When we're disappointed enough, when we realize that life as it rolls in, as it comes to us, will never fit our paradigms <laughs> or our expectations. Never. It cannot. It's much bigger and broader and wider and sweeter and more difficult than our paradigms and expectations. It will never fit it. So after we try, try, try to, to fit our life into an image or an expectation and are not able to over and over and over again, finally we do become disappointed enough. 
and we let go. And that is when true practice in the Zen world begins. Because we're now we're open, rather than trying to fix, change, understand, make sense of things, rather than that, we're open to finding out what is it on its own terms, not on our terms. We're just here. We're just here. Somehow we've let go of all of that, trying, fixing, fighting, disappointment. It's all, we just let that go and we're here. That's it. When we sit on our cushion, a different part of our being is activated. It's not a conscious part. It's not even a part that we can recognize through thoughts. We do have thoughts as we sit. They come, they go. They're not important. As we sit more and more, we recognize them for what they are, a wisp in the wind, and we allow them to come, allow them to go, just like everything else. But there is another part of our being that is awakened, especially when we sit in that way without striving, without trying to grasp things, make sense of them, take them on our own terms, especially when we let that go and we are willing to be here and meet the enormity of life, the enormity of our not knowing, the enormity of the moment, just really willing to just meet it, to, to, to be with it. Silent, you know, we're quiet on the, on the outside anyway. When we sit, we're quiet. We don't move, we don't talk, we don't look, we don't touch. On the inside for a long time, we may not be so quiet. And even later on, we may not be quiet. That's not the ultimate purpose, to be quiet. But the point is, is that when we start to give up our objections, our control, our demands, a different kind of quiet comes And even if thoughts arise, come and go, they don't really affect us particularly that much. We're really not clinging to much of anything. We're just being here, meeting what comes. And as I said, another part becomes activated. There is another part within ourselves, a very powerful part of ourselves. And I don't want to name it because there's a million names for it and then Once we have a name for it, what do we do? We start clinging to that. We cling to that name. Oh, that's what it is. Now I know. (laughs) We're desperate to know, to wrap things up in a label, in a name. But no, no, no. Let's not do that now. Especially these days. Better just to be available and to meet it as it comes. Now, when we take that attitude and when we practice in that way, letting go of all of our own personal demands, categories, expectations, the the works. Then that other part becomes stronger and stronger and more and more able to truly guide our days, our moments. It becomes stronger. It's always there, but we're giving it space and time and energy and we're returning to that my my basic teacher, Ada Roshi, used to always say, throw yourself into the house of the Buddha, which was so beautiful. And he said it over and over, of course, 
took about 30 years <laughs> to even begin to know what that meant. You know, these wonderful phrases, we recognize them. Some part of our being hears it and recognizes it. Ooh, we hear something that we know that's important. But of course, again, we don't know what in the world it means. Just that something within us, that's that deeper part of our being, is resonating. It knows. We don't know, but it knows. And as we just keep very faithfully practicing, practicing, one day we, we, that part of our being is so much stronger and is much clearer to us, not intellectually, but in our bones, in our veins, in our cells. Oh, not even that it could be described in so many words, and we don't want to do that either, because when we start describing things in just so many words, we're limiting it, we're packaging it, we're putting it into the brain, we're putting it into the ego mind, the part of ourselves that wants to tie everything up, and that part of ourselves really, truly becomes an impediment, actually, because we cling to that cling to these little packages, these labels, these ideas, and then we're disappointed again and again and again. So as Joko said, when you're really disappointed enough, then practice begins. I like that. Edo used to say, come on, you're not desperate enough. Become more desperate. And again, that is very counterintuitive, but what he meant was, when will you stop depending on the illusions, this external world that we are faced with that looks so sweet and real and constant and isn't that at all. <laughs> it's different than what we imagine. When will you keep trying to fix, change, alter the world? Only when you're desperate enough. Only when all, your, all the things you've tried doesn't work. It just doesn't work anymore. Doesn't work. Now, for some of us, if we have a shock, there's a moment and things aren't working, and then we let go of our usual ways of being, and we allow something else to enter. That that's pretty common. It will happen all through life in little pieces here and there. A shock, a loss, confusion, and then we stop. We just stop. Our normal way of functioning stops, and this other way has room to enter. So that's good. It's little pieces. But if we keep practicing as we keep practicing, every day is a, shock, a bit of a shock. Not in a bad way, but in a shock. Every day gives us that moment more, more. And then we become more and more able to allow a larger vista to take over. Eventually, Sometimes, not, not always, but eventually we can actually even sink into practice. Like take a bath in it. Just stop fighting our practice, each other. Just stop fighting the way the world goes. Stop analyzing it. Stop all that listening to that inner dialogue in our mind about it. Oh, he shouldn't have done that because that's not right and I have to tell him this or I have to tell her that and I have to correct or instruct someone or whatever. Just forget all that for a while. Just take everything that comes to you as a gift and as a teacher and as the moment and be with it 
and make the appropriate response. Now, of course, that appropriate response happens inevitably, especially when the deeper part of our being is being activated. Of course, it always knows, it always knows what to do, how to do it, when to do it, why to do it. No objections, no, no holdbacks, no paybacks. So, I, I, lab- I didn't even say yet the name of the talk for today, which is you're not disappointed enough. <laughs> you're not disappointed enough. I'll try one more time the same old thing, same old, same old. These are the repetitive automatic patterns that run by themselves consistently. However, when we are in Zazen, when we're practicing, when we're sitting, they will run, of course, but we are not hooked into them when we're on the cushion sitting. They're running, that's fine, and we're sitting. (laughs) So we're able to actually be with them in a different way. We see them, we're aware of them. Oh, there it comes again, another one of these patterns. You know, we may not say it in those words, but we're sitting in Zazen. We cannot move. We cannot get up and run away. We cannot take some kind of action that this pattern is suggesting. So we are sitting with it, meaning we're being there while it's running. Now, that's a very fabulously interesting moment. I'm here. The pattern's here. I am not merged with this automatic pattern. And it is not dominating my life right now. Wonderful, 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 wonderful. Now, of course, if we believe this pattern is good, it's, we're going to try it again, we'll try it again, of course. But the more you sit with it, the more you are with it in Zazen, the less interesting it will be to you, the less you want to jump back into that automatic pattern, the less attached you'll be to it, and I might even use the word, the less addicted you'll be to these automatic patterns. When you sit, you're making space for something new, the other part of yourself, to wake up and to come through. Very beautiful, very beautiful. It's fun to offer these talks. I'm very happy to share If you want to talk to me, you can always send me an email at topspeaker at yahoo.com. It's nice listening to talks. It's great to read books. But let me tell you the most valuable, precious way to take some of your time today or tonight or whenever is to actually get down on that cushion, sit down and stop and sit. And if you cannot sit on a cushion, a chair, sit on a chair. Hold the posture, the straight back. Don't lean on anything. If you can only do it for five minutes, that's fine. It's a wonderful beginning. In the beginning, I could not sit for more than five minutes. No way. I was too restless. My knees stuck up, the whole thing. So I just did five minutes. And then I felt different. during the day, and and I did five minutes again in the evening. And before I knew it, the Zazen did the rest of it. Before I knew it, I was sitting longer and longer. I wasn't doing it. The Zazen was doing it. All I did was whatever I could. 
And I let this Zazen do the rest. And that's not even that I let it. It will. It will. So don't judge yourself. Don't judge your practice. Don't judge your sitting. Just do it. (laughs) All that judgment is beside the point. It's unnecessary. It's irrelevant. You cannot do anything wrong when you sit. Whatever happens is exactly what's supposed to happen. So that's a relief, but also you can't do anything right. This is not about right and wrong. You're just sitting there, being with your life in an open, accepting way, full of wonder. How, so I'm happy to share that for today with you. The, the, um, the URL for this podcast is zenwisdomtoday.com. There are many other, many, many other ones on the same website. If you want to hear more, they're all there for you. And thank you, thank you, thank you for listening because that's very beautiful to listen, to hear, to talk, all one, one activity together. Be well, be safe, and enjoy. Bye-bye.